Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Kids are so unpredictable, and part of being a parent is being adaptable and going with the flow, and I think we've talked about this before, but let me just tell you guys, I've been having some, like, pre-labor signs, and we really want this baby to stay in for one more week, and it's really frustrating when you're at the end, and I'm sure anyone who's ever been pregnant can relate to this. When you're at the end of your pregnancy, like two things happen. One, you either really, 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 really want to go into labor. And if I was like 38 or 39 weeks, I would be like gung-ho, but I'm not um, quite there yet. And so you start doing all of these tactics to try to get baby to come out, like eating raw pineapple and spicy food. And um, you do this curb walking thing. Or if you're like me and you don't want your baby to come, anything that seems like a sign of labor is a little bit scary because it's like, you have one more week, like, please do not come yet. So being a parent is literally constantly living on the edge, I think, for the rest of your life. And even now I'm super, I mean, uncomfortable, which is normal, but ugh. So, um, we've been in full on prepare for baby mode and I have organized everything so that I can be ready to move downstairs and do everything that I need to, to heal and everything. I set up my postpartum basket for downstairs. I set up my postpartum station for upstairs. My breast pump isn't here yet. I just pre-registered with the hospital just in case, but it's almost game time and I'm not scared of labor. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm like a little bit like, oh, great, here we go again about it. But, um, you know, I've totally got this, but I am just worried about keeping baby in for a week. So I'm speaking it into existence that he will not come for a week and um, doing my best to do, keep him in. So here's the frustrating thing about my current state of life, besides like the general things that are annoying with pregnancy is that with having gestational diabetes on top of um, thinking, you know, Elliot's trying to come, it's hard because typically after all of my meals, I either do like this exercise video or I walk to make sure my numbers stay good. And because um, starting like last Friday, I started having like some, like some early labor like maybe not signs I've been walking because when I start walking I get like Braxton Hicks and then like contractions and it's like well we don't want any of that so I've been I've put myself on bed rest but it makes it harder with gestational which means like some of the foods I could get away with you know when I am also exercising I can't get away with this week so it's been kind of hard um it's a really healthy really clean like meat and 
vegetable kind of week, which is good, great, well, and fine, but mama misses the good stuff, and I really hope, um, like, everything is fine, and that I can have a baby soon. So, guys, I was, um, switching gears a little bit. I was reading a devotional about God's plan and purpose for your life. And the devotional is really about purpose and passions. And I feel like a lot of times as mamas and as parents and as people, even just in general, we lose sight of who we want to be and who we want to become. And it's not, that might not be the case for everyone. Um, and a lot of times who you want to be and what you want to do and life changes and it changes over time. I know that what I've wanted to do with my life has changed so many times, but complacency is something that happens very easily and I think that we can kind of get stuck in a rut where you're doing the mom thing every day right you're going in day in and day out it's wake up feed the kids take get the kids dressed take them to school or you know do whatever you do during your day with your kids and then it's the same thing again and the same thing again and fold the laundry and go to work or not go to work and um a lot of people end up getting stuck in a rut, but also end up getting stuck in situations and places and circumstances that they didn't want to be in. And sometimes we feel like, um, you know, we should be happy and grateful for the things that we have and we should, but that doesn't mean that we can't strive for more and that we can't strive to be more. So I want to talk a little bit about passions and purposes because as I'm reading this devotional, it's really, uh, meaningful and beautiful to me. Um, in the transition and season in my life that I'm in. And I, you know, want to share some of that with you. So let's dive into it. So that's what we're talking about this week. So I want to start with the dangers of complacency and kind of how we get there. Um, And there's lots of ways. So for instance, in my life and in my example, I went to college, uh, did that thing, like did all the things, found my husband, got married. And I was a nanny for a while. And then I found a permanent, like, big girl job, in quotes, right? Having a salary with retirement and benefits and all of the good things you're supposed to have. And because my job does have continuous growth, it's easy for me to say, this is my career now. Um, Except for it makes me miserable. It makes me unhappy. And I absolutely hate doing this job. And I know so many people in the job that I have that just decide to stick it out. Because why? The money's good. The benefits are nice. And it's stable. And those are really important things in 2020. But God has made us for more. And I've, as we've been going through this journey, as you guys know, as I've been going through my life journey, I have always been the type of person who believes that God has made me for more. And that my life is important and my life has value and that I was placed on this earth for a reason. And I really want to live that purpose out. And it's the same for you, whether you believe it or not, like it or not. And that's not to say that the place you're in now, you're not in for a reason, because I do believe sometimes we are in places that we don't like or that are uncomfortable or that we want to move and grow from for a reason. Um, But every Every aspect and every part of our lives has a season and there's a season of growth, a season of waiting, a season of change. And I just want to remind us mamas that we all have individual purposes and I'm not talking about being a mama. 
I will say that for sure, the biggest purpose and the biggest passion in my life is being a mom. That's why I have a mom podcast. My passion is mamas. I love like helping mamas and talking to mamas and doing all the mom things because I know the struggle of being a mom, right? But God created us before we were moms, before and after we're moms. Like we're going to be moms forever. But you know, when your kids grow up and they have their own families, you're not needed as much. You're not as involved as much. So what does your life look like after that? And then also, you know, you are a person too. And it can be hard to remember as moms that you are a person too with dreams and hopes and interests and passions and opportunities to explore. When you have kids, it can be really easy or as you kind of settle into adult life as in like paying bills and if you're married or having the job or doing whatever, if things are going okay, like, okay, I can keep my roof over my head, my kids are fed, it's easy to just kind of fall into the rhythm and routine of life. But is this what you want to be doing? Is this what you're passionate about? What has God called you to do? Because God has called all of us to do something and we all have passions and we all have dreams and we all have purpose. And so one of the scariest things to do in a world that is so uh, money driven is to step out and pursue your passion. And when you have kids, you can't always do that. You can't always like, just like, for instance, I can't just up and quit my job today. If I could, I would guys these Braxton Hicks contractions. But, but but I can't, right? Not yet. Not yet. It's been not yet for however long. But that doesn't mean I haven't been pursuing my passions in the meantime. So what we need to do as people is to sit down and look at and uh, kind of find what our callings are, what we're called to do, and to live through that way. I always think about when I'm 89, 90, 100 years old, and I'm on my deathbed, and I look at my life, am I going to look at my life and think it was a good one, like here on earth, like we only really get this one shot to do the human experience in this way, and um, if I feel like the answer is no, then I'm really to switch it up. And I know, so so for some of us mamas who have been doing this mom thing for a long time and maybe haven't really found what it is that you're passionate about or what it is that your purpose is, I, I can see that, like, if you've been a stay-at-home mom for the past three years and that's been your day-in, day-out, everyday kind of thing and that's been the main thing you've been doing, you might not know what your passion is. Or even if you've just been so busy working, working, working to support your family and, you know, doing whatever kind of job you have to do. Let's say it's not the job you love, but you you kind of don't know anymore. You've lost it. A lot of us, when we're younger, like, think about um, career day at school. And you, people would ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, when I was little, I would say, like, news anchor. I would say, like, the singer, I would say actress. And those are things that are like cool jobs and things that I have pursued in my past. Um, obviously, I'm not any of those. <laughs> I'm not any of those things today. But just remembering like who you are, what you love to do. And even if you're not sure to take some time to explore it, 
when you can. So if you are an artsy person, I think I feel like I could be wrong, but a lot of us have a sense of like what we for sure are not. So that's a good place to start. I am not an artsy person. I appreciate art. I like art, but I have no artistic skills. None. Zero. Zilch. I I have performing art skills. I can act. Um, I can dance pretty well. I'm a pretty good speaker, pretty good writer. Those are areas in my life that, you know, I, I, I like, I like to do and I'm passionate about and I'm good at. I'm not a person who can draw and I'm not someone who has the patience to learn. I'm not the type of person who's going to sit around and knit. It's just not me. So like, if you think about like who you are and who you're not, or if you realize like what moments really give you joy, it can help you find things that you're passionate about. And as you explore it, you might find some purpose in it. Um, it's really hard <laughs> to tell you guys, okay, well, how do I find my purpose? That's a big question, right? Like we're all wondering why we were put on this earth. And obviously um, the Christian answer, you know, we're put on this earth to, to spread the gospel, right? Well, we, you can do that in a myriad of ways. Um, and it doesn't have to be something that's so like staunchly religious to do so because you could spread the gospel at the grocery store you could do it by like helping a neighbor find their lost cat like you can just do it by being a good christian and uh and a good person and people just see that you're a good person um but in terms of you know finding your purpose and like what you're called to when you know your calling and this is speaking as someone who thinks I have an idea of what my calling is. You can tell because it gets kind of reinforced by God. And also, it's like it sets your soul on fire. It sets your heart on fire. It's something that, you know, you love. And a lot of times it can be hard to pursue our callings in this day and age. Um, but that's where faith comes um, to step out and do something, even if you're uncomfortable. For instance, this podcast, honestly, I'm not like someone who has like a million subscribers or a million followers. I'm not like a influencer or anything like that. But this podcast is something I'm passionate about. And talking to mamas is something I'm passionate about. No, I don't have any experience. This is not professional. This is run by little old me who knows nothing about doing this thing. But it brings me joy and I like to to share my life and to share the raw, real, nitty gritty mama stuff that goes on. Like the fact that this baby is like flipping and like doing all sorts of stuff right now. And it's like, please just stay in here for at least two more days. And he has the hiccups and... I just ate a protein bar, and he's flipping around. Anyway, um, but uh, re- one of the reasons why I think it's important that we pursue our passions and our calling is life can get really stale, and you can find yourself stuck in a rut, stuck in the day-to-day life, and it can kind of make you depressed if you're not doing something you love. And the other thing is that it's really, I think, some of the most beautiful moments as a mother and as a daughter 
are when you see your parents do what they're good at. And I mean, like, I see this as a wife. My husband is a great coach and he is a great teacher. And when he is coaching, that's really attractive to me and like really great to see like him do what he likes to do, something he's good at doing. And I mean, obviously there's learning curves. Everyone can grow and learn and stuff. But it's um, like, wow, when you see someone do what they love, it really makes you happy. And if you're, as your kids grow up, they're going to see, wow, my mom really likes to do this. And this is a beautiful part of who she is. And I'm going to be inspired to do what I want to do and all of that good things. So I definitely, one of the biggest things I know I want to teach my daughter is to not be afraid to step out of the box, to not be afraid to do something different, to not be afraid to mix up, shake up, and change your life because it is yours at the end of the day. And sometimes when you want to mix up, shake up, and change your life, you're going to get pushback from people around you. And the thing is, is, if you let other people control your life, you will never be fully happy with it. If you let other people say, you shouldn't do that, you can't do that, what about this, what about that? A lot of times it's out of love and concern. And I get that. Like, I, I 100% can see why you think I'm crazy to pursue this idea or that idea or this passion or whatever it is. But I'm speaking of somebody who's like, your average Joe, this baby's just really flipping, guys. It's, like, really, really crazy to look at right now. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Um, you, the most successful people do what they love, pursue what they love, despite all obstacles, despite all, com- like, pushback, despite all fears, despite everything. And you might not be at the point in your life where you're, I'm not telling everyone to quit their jobs. I don't think that's the answer. You can pursue your passion on the weekends. You can pursue your passion when your kids are asleep. You can pursue your passion like once a week when your um, partner takes over and like watches the kids, which there's a whole nother conversation about splitting responsibilities and how to handle running a household. (laughs) That's a whole other episode. But anyway, I'm preaching about... (laughs) just doing what you love and and loving what you do. And I think it's because it creates a fuller life for you. Uh, We always want to talk about work-life balance. And I will tell you, work-life balance isn't a thing. Something ends up giving a little bit. And there's seasons for it. Sometimes you're going to be working longer and harder. And you're not going to be doing the things you want to do in life. Like the fun things, your recreational things. Sometimes work gets, you know, pushed back so that you can, like, maybe you're not working overtime. Maybe you're not signing up for extra shifts because you're focusing on something else. Like, work-life balance, the true meaning is, when you think of it, it's kind of like, it is really a balancing act. And a lot of times, that kind of teeter-totter, that seesaw is tipped this is the only way I can describe it, is tipped one way or another. There's no way to perfectly balance it out. Even if you're pursuing your dream job, you're going to be sacrificing something. 
But so just that's just another side note that like work-life balance isn't a thing. So like don't feel bad if you feel like you can't obtain it because it's actually unobtainable. The other thing I want to say is that sometimes there's a season for for doing and there's like there's seasons of cultivation, there's seasons of growth, there's seasons of learning a skill and mastering a skill and then excelling at that skill. There's also times where you realize that you can't do certain things in life. Um, there are some big plans and projects and things I want to do and I, I want to do them in the next, in the near future. Like when I say near future, um, in a five year plan, you remember I'm a planner, I'm talking about in the next two years. However, I realize I have two young kids and that at least for the next six months to a year, I'm going to be unavailable to do certain things because I'm going to be focused on raising babies. Um, but babies don't stay babies forever. Eventually, babies go to school if you decide to send them to school. Um, eventually, babies become more independent and they can play by themselves for like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Eventually, you are not breastfeeding, so it's easier to leave your babies and go do whatever you have to do. So if you're in a place right now where you're like, hmm, there's this chick over here who's like talking about quitting her job and talking about like changing her life and talking about doing all these cool things that are like great, but like, how are you going to support your family or great, but I can't really do that right now. No, listen, I understand. So much of the past two years of my life has been me sitting around going, I can't do what I want to do right now into feeling anxious and um, upset and like confused and like like time's running out and all of these things where in all honesty there is always there always is tomorrow and that's not something you want to say when you're setting a goal never push anything off to the next day If if you are if you are trying to lose weight don't start tomorrow, start today. If you are trying to write a book, don't start tomorrow, start today. But know that it's okay that everyone's in different seasons. And um, as your kids grow, and as you grow, you're going to go through different seasons. And if you think about wherever you are in your motherhood stage, think about how far you've come. Think about from the minute you became a mom to where you are now. It's amazing, right? I think about when Mia was born, there was so many things that I didn't do anything wrong because there's not really a wrong way to parent. I mean, okay, there are wrong ways to parent. But for us good-natured, loving parents, there isn't really a right or wrong way to do anything. But I just did some things that were, like, not as efficient or just kind of, like, making more work for myself as a parent. And then I learned how to work smarter, not harder. I learned how to soothe better. I learned how to how to like breast like dress better for breastfeeding and like always pack this this and this with you so that way you don't have to worry or you know you just kind of live and you learn when you grow from that so um I forgot where I'm going my baby is like really moving around like a whole bunch right now um So, oh, what I'm saying is that if you have three kids and you are up all night with a baby and then you are doing life all day with 
a toddler and then another child or something like that, this is a time to give yourself a break and to say, you know, for the next six months or the next nine months, this is my life and I'm okay with that. Um, I have goals for next year. Uh, I'm going to have a baby any day now. I need time between now and the next three weeks. And um, I've already looked at the calendar, so to speak, and I've said, you know, between now and January, I'm not really worried about anything but my family. I'm not worried. I'm only worried about taking care of my kids, taking care of myself in my home and um, my husband. And that's the only thing I need to do. Now, there's a bunch of things I really want to do, but there's no rush to do them. You have to, like, give yourself grace in the time periods you need. If you were just got done being sick, give yourself grace. Um, if you, like, whatever the situation is, if you just are going back to work for the first time, especially now, give yourself grace. And I give you so much props because that's the hardest thing in the freaking world is going back to work, I swear. Um... For me, for some mamas, it I have mom friends that it was easy for them. Not, like, easy for them to go back. I don't think it's, like, easy for anyone. But it was definitely an easier transition for them than for me. My belly looks crazy. I wish I could show you guys because of the way he's sitting. It's, like, you can see his butt. It's, like, a... Oh, guys, I can't wait for this pregnancy to be over. But I just have to last to the end of the week and we'll be in the clear to give birth whenever oh my goodness not comfy oh baby okay time for some quick side note stuff because I just saw some things and have to put in my two cents I don't know about you but I am in a couple of different like Facebook groups on Facebook and if you are not a millennial if you are anything younger than like 20, if you are younger than 25, you probably don't have a Facebook. But anyway, I'm in these mom groups and what gets me is people will post things like this one mama post posted. Um, how do I get my son to stop drinking juice? I mean, how do I get him to start drinking water? All he drinks is juice. And obviously... Ugh, moms are so judgmental of other moms and even myself I was thinking like well why did you give your kid juice to begin with or did you not monitor it or whatever the circumstances but that's not the point of the group the point of the post is that how whatever the reason is whether the mama you don't know maybe the kid spent a weekend away and he got juice or whatever the situation is this mom needs help getting her kid to drink water if you have any tips help her we don't need to mom shame this mom who's just asking a question and that's like a thing that we do and it's annoying and all of us mamas have to stop including me because my first reaction was like hmm that would never happen to me because Mia loves water and because I don't give her that much juice. She might get a honest juice box a day, every other day, maybe. She And she doesn't drink them, like, all of it. Like, she likes juice a little bit. 
<sighs> okay, side tangent. One, stop being rude and stop being haters. Like, if a mom asks a question, even if it's, like, you have a question about her question, just, like, help her out. Okay, and now this is, like, <sighs> pregnant confessions. So I let all of this with, like, don't mom shame. So don't mom shame me. Pregnant confession number one. When I am pregnant, I hate brushing my teeth. I just did it. Because I had a snack. And I'm getting ready for bed soon. But, first of all, when you're dealing with morning sickness, when I was dealing with morning sickness, it was ten times worse than it is now. But because, um, I don't know, because of whatever the circumstances of my life are, I really hate brushing my teeth. It is the least favorite part of my day. When I get up in the morning, when I go to bed, and I just know I have to brush my teeth. Because, I don't know, it just makes me, like, not, I don't like the way it tastes, I don't like the way it feels, like, pregnancy is weird. Confession number two kind of goes around the same thing. So, when I first found out I was pregnant, so I got pregnant in January, found out sometime in February that I was pregnant, like, the, by the end of February, and in March... Um, I think people knew. I think my family knew. Probably. Yeah, because I can't keep a secret. I know I told, at the time, this was like pre-pandemic, so I know I told my mom, like, as soon as I could that I was pregnant. So that, because my mom's amazing. So my mom and I worked at the same building, and, um, so she would bring me, like, breakfast some days or lunch, so I wanted her to know that I was pregnant and, like, dealing with morning sickness, and also, like, there's certain things you can't eat when you're pregnant, so, and I needed someone, you know, at work who knew, like, if, if I passed out or, like, whatever the circumstances, like, I'm pregnant, so, flash forward so it's March it's my birthday and we're just like in the beginning of quarantine and so at this time my birthday is March 18th um sometime one weekend um I decided my grandparents have a movie theater in their house to have a Frozen 2 viewing party because I had recently saw Frozen 2 and was absolutely in love with it oh my gosh guys the human body's so weird I'll explain in a minute um, but at the time I was early pregnant. So like morning sickness was a thing for me. So, um, I honestly, when I think about frozen two, I get nauseous, I get nauseous because I was so nauseous at the time. Like I was watching it. So unfortunately for me, even thinking about it right now, I'm getting nauseous when I think about Frozen 2, I'm like, oh, oh, gross. I can't deal with it. So, oh, my advice to anyone who is newly pregnant, like, I know you just want to be comforted by all the things you love, but now's a good time to, to like eat the things you hate or things like that, because some things like stick around after you feel better. Like for the fact that I can't watch Frozen 2, like, what is that? The human body is weird weird so just some updates I have successfully made it to Thursday still pregnant I recorded part of this episode earlier in the week when I was really concerned that I wouldn't make it till Thursday and now that 
I have were really in the clear to have a baby. And it's actually the most exciting thing because now I get to go and do everything that I wanted to do at the top of the hour when I, or the top of the episode when I was talking about like how hard it is to manage gestational diabetes when you're trying to keep a baby in. Because basically, since last weekend, I've been on bed rest and um, meaning I have been just sitting on the couch. Usually I like to sit on my yoga ball. It's a lot more comfortable for me. Um, but that's good for getting baby into position, right? And I don't want to do that. So I've been sitting on the couch, laying down a lot. Um, my husband, Ethan, he has been taking up the slack around the house because like our laundry is in our basement, our washer and dryer. And I was going into panic mode and I'm not sure if it was actually nesting or if it was just like, because I was having these pre-labor signs, I was like panicked naturally. Like, well, I do want to wash the baby's clothes one more time. I do want to go through the hospital bag and just like touch everything again and make sure everything's in there. Um, and I do want to clean. So like he was having to do all of it because, you know, I mean, I be me being stubborn, like (laughs) did some of it, like, you know, he would, I would walk down to the basement and he would be like, what are you doing? And be like, well, I just want to start this laundry. Um, but it's so funny. I'm <sighs> any mama who's had to actually be on bed rest for their pregnancy. Hats off to you. You guys are strong because like, I wasn't actually put on bed rest because I talked, I told my doctor, she was like, all right, well, let me know if your water breaks or if you have like steady contractions um, but otherwise, um, it's okay. And she did suggest like, take it easy. Like don't go hard or anything. If you're trying not to have the baby this week. Um, but now that I am going to be 37 weeks in like two days, it's pretty safe because at 37 weeks you're considered full term labor takes a while. So if I go into labor, it's not like I'm giving birth in three hours. Um, the beginning, at least, you know, that's what I expect. Every baby's different. And I'm learning that about this baby is he's very different than his sister because the signs I had with, with, um, that I was having earlier in the week when they happened with Mia, like my water broke 10 hours later. I was at the hospital, like, right after that. So I was like, oh, um, things are happening. We're going to have to go soon. Um, That's not the case. I kind of feel like I know my body enough to be able to tell. Well, now I say that all week, every night, I was like, this is it. This is labor. Um, Oh, but yay, it feels good to be able to prepare. So I just wanted to share the good news. The other thing is I really wanted to make is my baby shower, which is on Sunday. So I I mean, I could still go into labor before Sunday. It is Thursday. Um, but like my dress is here. I got my hair done. Like I did all of the things. The only thing I have to do myself is my nails and my eyebrows because I'm not a hundred percent comfortable going to a nail salon still. 
I would let them do my nails, but because I'm so pregnant, they might not even want to touch my me because they'll be like, oh no, you're going to go into labor. Um, but with eyebrows, like that's real intimate. And so I'm going to just do it myself. Uh, it's interesting. The other thing, I'm just going to touch on like one other subject and then I'm going to close out because a lot has happened this week and I want to make sure I mention it. First of all, I want to mention that my family is amazing. Shout out to uh, my mom and my grandparents because so basically I started having some early labor signs last Friday and so my mom said on Saturday Mia could sleep over um, her house and I think it was just so that one like I'm not chasing a toddler because you know that's going to speed up labor. And two, like we had time to get ready. So she actually kept me a Saturday and Sunday night. And, um, I ended up getting her on Monday. And then my grandmother watched her on Tuesday and Wednesday. So she watched her um, yesterday and the day before. So for most of the week, Mia has been kind of gone and like there was one moment when I was like crying like I miss her but then it was also good practice because you know when we go have a baby we probably will be gone for two days and she was fine Mia had a blast and I we were able to like put the crib together and because we still hadn't done that uh the car seat's now in the car like all the last minute emergency things that we have kind of just been dragging our feet on it's just different with the second baby or everything's not so urgent um we were able to get done so my family is amazing but second of all guys do not turn off this podcast uh we had this presidential debate earlier this week and all I have to say is that it was really uh deplorable and Unfortunately, it's like what we have to deal with as our options. And um, I still want to urge everyone to vote because a lot of people will be like, I don't like either. I'm not going to vote. And um, that's kind of a stance that uh, really frustrates me because regardless, they're going to affect you. So, I mean, honestly, voting locally um for your state and is way more important and it's going to directly affect you. But just don't forget to vote, guys. Even though it was hard to watch, take care of your mental health. Um, and that's my two cents on it. Um, if you knew me and, like, really knew me, I could get, I, I could go in on these politics. But... Um, that's not what this podcast is for. That's why I have friends. Um, so I just did want to mention that. And then the other thing is that it is now October 1st. One, this is the, my very first anniversary with my husband. So this is our dating anniversary. We got married on October 21st. Um, but our very first date was on October 1st. So shout out to my husband, babe. I love you. Cheers to many more years. <laughs> We've been together for like seven years. Um, and it's been a blast. No, there's no one else I'd want to do life with. And two, um, it is now for sure feeling like fall. So I just want to remind everyone because 
to bring a sweater if you're going out, if you're going to be out at night. It's great to have a sweatshirt in your car for you and your child because sometimes it's like 72, 75 out during the day. And then if you end up transitioning to an activity at night, it gets cooler. We were outside last night um, for our, our group at church and it was cold, but like I was prepared. I had a hoodie, but Ethan was in shorts and a t-shirt and I could tell he was cold. And I was like, mm, I'm going to make sure that I throw a hoodie of my car for him just in case because he's a guy and he will never remember this or wear it so just in case we end up being out and two um it's not hasn't flu season hasn't really hit yet and it's probably going to look a little different with virtual learning like hopefully that slows down the spread of the flu but I just wanted to remind everyone to wash your hands still, that COVID is not going away. Unfortunately, we might, you know, have a um, second wave. So it, I know that as people, we are tired of dealing with being distant. I know as people are tired of wearing masks and specifically in my state, my state is handling COVID, I think, better than a lot of states are. Um, but like wherever you are, just know that just because maybe there aren't certain uh, rules in place that it is the best option to wear a mask when you're out and you cannot socially distance. Excuse me, guys. And um, I'm not editing that out. Also, like, wash your hands, keep sanitizer on you, um, keep wiping frequently touched surfaces. I know, like, three times a week, I am definitely wiping down, like, our front doorknob, like, inside and out, because, you know, we don't leave the house a bunch, but we do go out to check mail every day. Um, there's trash day. We go to small group on Wednesdays for church, and, um... I'm not sick, guys. I just sneezed and I don't know what's going on. But I would say that just stay safe. Keep washing your kids' hands. Um, We have been going to the park recently, me and Mia, but that might be slowing down a little bit as I know flu season's coming. And now, you know, that's a whole other sickness to deal with. And we're about to have a baby. But we are going to the farm this weekend. So I do want to remind you to do some fun fall activities um, because I think it's important and it's fun. So don't be afraid to to still go out and do things. Just take the precautions that you need to with wearing a mask and sanitizing and being socially distant as possible and um, you'll be fine. Also, with the availability of COVID tests, you can go get a COVID test if you're worried about something. Um my friend, my best friend has been coming over on technically Wednesdays, but this week today, Thursday, um, to watch Mia. And she also is watching another kid and she went and got a COVID test. Um, and it came back negative just to be like, Hey, I'm safe. Cause she knows, you know, I'm having a baby in like any minute. So that's really nice. And I have to go get one before I have a baby. So that's always an option. If you're going to do something and see somebody who's maybe more vulnerable, it's kind of a nice gesture to, 
to get the COVID test. And that's something to think about for Thanksgiving. If you are interested in having a, not like a big Thanksgiving, but like if you're going to have like six people over or like 10 people over, um, you, you could, everyone could get a COVID test beforehand and just be really cautious and do Thanksgiving together. But those are just some ideas and just some reminders. Uh, you, the flu shot is available for those who do get the flu shot. I don't know where my listeners fall on vaccines and anti-vaxxers and I don't know where you guys fall. No judgments either way. But if you are someone who does get the flu shot, it is available. So, um, you can go ahead and do that now as well. And yeah, but I'm going to close out. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, it's been a joy and a pleasure and a journey and I'm still pregnant and maybe the next time you hear from me, I won't be, um, I am going to record an episode just in case I go into labor like next Wednesday and I need to post on Thursday, but if not, I will talk to you guys, you know, live, not live, but you know, recently, uh, next week and enjoy your week. It's October. Go get your pumpkins and enjoy all your pumpkin food. I can't wait till I give birth to this baby and I can eat what I want again. Um, I love you. God bless. Remember, let go and let God. You're amazing. You're strong. Pursue your passions and all of the things. (laughs) Okay. Bye guys. (laughs) 